everybody. Welcome to the One Man Faction Podcast. It's your boy Connor back at you once again in your ear holes. Thank you for tuning in, wherever you are tuning in, in your car, in your house, in the bathroom, on the toilet. Don't matter to me. I appreciate the love. I say it every week, but I can't do it without you. I know I'm a one man faction, but this is basically our podcast, man, and we are growing and growing every week. And I can't express the thanks that I have for each and every one of y'all tuning in, giving me 25, 30, 35 minutes of your day. All my OMFers out there, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell that friend One Man Faction is the fastest growing wrestling podcast on the interwebs. And please, please, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. The ratings and the reviews really help spread the word. So rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, it don't matter. Just make sure you please leave a comment or rate, review, and subscribe to make sure we get word out there, man. So just thank you. I can't say it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a really good week in wrestling. I don't think there was one week show. I cannot legitimately say that, hey, man, you know, Raw was kind of bad this week. I I can't say it. I thought all the wrestling this week was really good. NXT made some ground in the ratings. AEW fell back a little bit. AEW still won this week by a couple 10,000 like they always do. And they won the demo. But yeah, it's uh, it was a good week. It was a really good week. We had a couple surprises. A few people came back. So let's jump right into it. So I think the biggest story hitting this week was the Adam Cole interview he had on the Pat McAfee show. Was it a work? Was it a shoot? A lot of people were conflicted. They are like, man, I don't know. He was laying it in, Adam Cole, man, calling him small, telling him he couldn't do it by himself. He needed the undisputed era. I'll be real with you. If you believe that was a shoot, congratulations, you played yourself. I was like, man, that was a really good work interview that they did. They let Adam Cole let the F-bombs go, unfiltered and everything. I think Pat McAfee's show, you can say the F-bomb and S-words and stuff like that. So they let it fly, and I thought it was really good for him to be able to have that freedom to just kind of let loose because I don't know if you follow Adam Cole, but he used to be in Ring of Honor and stuff like that and on the independent circuit. They don't care. They ain't got restrictions. They ain't got to bleep nothing out. So I bet he was happy getting back to those type of roots, and Pat McAfee, what a good job he did in his performance with this interview. Adam Cole did a great job pushing over the mic and throwing the headphones down and stuff like that. Really got people to believe that he was serious. And Pat McAfee just getting under his skin the whole time. I was like, I really appreciate it. I mean, it blew up the internet. People weren't sure if it was fake or real. And then what made it better, Triple H came on the show, I think a couple of days later, and basically cleared everything up. Adam Cole sent out an apology. I'm just telling you right now, it was a work, okay? Because if it was a shoot, Adam Cole would have probably punched Pat McAfee in the face. But it's like, y'all forget, Pat McAfee works for... NXT, he does stuff for NXT all the time. He's on the pre-show. He used to do those uh, watch-alongs that the WWE had every pay-per-view, but obviously we can't do those right now. So he, he's employed by them. So he's not going to sit there and just mess up his cash flow and just openly insult a WWE superstar. It's just not going to happen. But congratulations to everyone who thought it was real. I mean, I'm glad you keep the kayfabe alive. Maybe, like, if this was... 10 years ago, I'm like, dang, bro, he really he really disrespecting Adam Cole out here. But it's not 10 years ago. We're in present day. The internet is a real thing. And, yeah, it just wasn't. <laughs> it just it is what it was. Shout out to Adam Cole, though. I'm glad he's um, back on NXT. We'll get into a little bit of the Undisputed Era later. And big shock to a lot of people. 
if you've been reading the internet, you probably saw this coming. Kyrie Sane is officially done working for the WWE. She is going to be going back to Japan to be with her family. I heard the rumor that, you know, she's going to maybe work a few more years and then eventually retire. She had a great run. I don't think that she hit the potential that she wanted to, especially on the main roster. In NXT, she was great, but in NXT, everybody's great. You know, she won the May Young Classic. She was NXT Women's Champion, had a good run with that championship, had a good run as a tag team champion, along with Asuka doing the whole Kabuki Warrior thing. By the way, entrance song slaps. So I'm, I'm going to be very sad to uh, not hear that anymore. And I'm going to be sad not seeing that elbow drop anymore. Best elbow drop in wrestling today goes to Kyrie Sane. That's the end of Kyrie Sane. As you can see, she left on good terms with WWE. She didn't get buried. Not this episode of Raw, but the past episode of Raw. The episode before this one. She actually had a match with Bailey, and she won. She won clean. So she obviously did not get the, the bury out the door like a lot of these people get when they're about to leave the company. It's going to be sad to see her go. It really is. That's She's talented, and you're going to think that, you know, maybe WWE could have did better with her and the whole pirate thing and stuff like that. But I think she had a good run. Three years, May Young Classic, NXT Women's Champion, one of the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Sounds pretty good to me. So congratulations, Kyrie. You'll be missed, and good luck, whatever you decide to do. All right, let's get into the week of wrestling. We're going to start with SmackDown. I hardly talk about SmackDown because nothing really on SmackDown to talk about, but there was some things on this show this week that I need to discuss. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, man, this may be the first good decision he's made with SmackDown, and that is Big E finally, finally, finally getting an opportunity as a singles competitor while Kofi Kingston's out, while Xavier Woods is still hurt. He's getting a shot to show the world what he has, and I'm hyped about it. It seems like he's going to get a nice little push. Fans have been clamoring for it other than the New Day breaking up because they want to see Big E as a single star. They just want to see Big E break out and show everyone what he could do. Big E is a freak athlete. He's a great wrestler. He has good size. He can move. He's a powerhouse. Everything the WWE loves about a big guy Biggie has. I'm glad he's finally getting this opportunity. People be forgetting he used to have a five count in NXT because three wasn't enough. He said, three ain't enough. Man, I need five. That was his music. That's what his music said when he came out in the ring. Three ain't enough, man. I need five. So he will literally beat his opponents with a five count. Then he went on to become the second NXT champion. He beat Seth Rollins for that championship. Had a run as the Intercontinental Champion. That was back when, you know, the Intercontinental Championship really didn't mean much. It was kind of getting passed around to guys. But still Intercontinental Champion nonetheless. And, you know, he's been a tag team aficionado ever since. I think the biggest moment he had by himself, honestly, was when he was out in the ring with Dolph when he cashed in that Money in the Bank contract after WrestleMania on Alberto Del Rio. That was Big E's biggest moment as a singles competitor, honestly. That was it. I look forward to seeing him have these matches. My hope is that he gets his Intercontinental Championship title shot at SummerSlam. I think he deserves it because, honestly, like, I can't really think of anyone after Grand Metalik faces him this week. By the way, shout out to Grand Metalik getting the opportunity. Well-deserved. I think he's very underrated as well by himself. The things he does with ropes, phenomenal. I want to see more of that. So I'm glad he'll be able to show off his athletic ability and his wrestling ability with a guy like AJ Styles. But back to Big E. We've seen flashes of him being able to be a single star. 
when he had that triple threat with Jey Uso and The Miz to win the tag team championships. He had moments in that match where it was like, okay, this dude could be a legit universal championship contender. There's not a lot of guys on that roster that can match power with Braun Strowman either, and Big E's one of them. So hopefully they do it right, and um, hopefully it'll last a little bit. I don't know if the New Day are going to break up. I don't think they will. I don't see them breaking up. The money they bring in with merch and just children is off the chart, so they're probably not going to end that anytime soon. So whenever Kofi Kingston comes back, hopefully Big E will have a singles title around his waist, and they can run with that. Let's talk about some more best friends, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I don't know if this is the end for them. I've been saying for weeks now, I think it's time for Alexa to get back to being Alexa Bliss. This week, I don't know, maybe she cost Nikki the championship. That would be great. And we just get that turn right then and there. Everyone's expecting Bailey and Sasha to turn on each other, but it's really going to be Alexa and Nikki. Hopefully sooner than later, and then we can build toward that. They can probably get a SummerSlam match against each other or something like that. We'll see. People forget Alexa Bliss, five-time women's champion, two-time tag team champion, Money in the Bank winner, first woman to have a talk show on wrestling. She's about to launch her podcast. Alexa Bliss is a five-tool player in this company and deserves the spotlight back on her. Let's get this thing going with Alexa Bliss again. Now the bar fight with Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well done. They used the bar very well. The environment, they used it very well, fighting in the bathroom and behind the bar and stuff like that, and the bartender getting involved. I thought it was all great. The ending, I felt like WWE did miss an opportunity, though. Can you imagine if Sheamus puts the hat over Jeff Hardy, gets ready to get drink his beer, picks his hat up, then next thing you know, we see Willow. You remember Willow? Willow popped up in TNA. It was Jeff Hardy's alter ego. Uh, I loved Jeff when he did Willow stuff. It was great to me. So I feel like WWE definitely missed the opportunity to showcase Willow. I think it's a good time to do it now because he's by himself. Matt's gone in AEW. Jeff Hardy is literally like, this, this it. It's just Jeff Hardy. So to add more layers to his character, I think would be a good thing for him. But it just wasn't in the cards. Huge opportunity that they could have had, especially with these cinematic matches. I would have liked to see that. Unfortunately, we didn't get it, but it is what it is. So SmackDown as a whole, I thought it was a really good show. Let's go to Raw. I was going to wait till I got finished talking about everything else going on in Raw, but I'm too hyped. Sasha Banks, she did it. She is the new Raw Women's Champion. By hook or by crook, she did it. And now the cycle is complete. Her and Bailey have all the gold. The two-woman power trip is on. And, you know, when those two hugged in the ring and they finally achieved what they wanted to do, a little bit of me just was thinking, I was like, man, this must be really cool for those two women right there because they have been through so much together. I'm not going to say they put women's wrestling on the map, but they definitely had a huge part of the success that women's wrestling has today. Their match at NXT Brooklyn 1 was off the charts. It still gets talked about today. It may be the best women's wrestling match of all time. So to see those two embracing each other with all the gold, both Raw and SmackDown champion, both women's tag team champions, they've come a long way. And I'm just, I'm happy for them. And I hope that 
this reign that they're on is a long one. A lot of people have been saying they're the best thing going on on Raw and SmackDown right now. And you know what? I think I agree. The promos, the the heat that they get, the the hatred that they get online, because you can't really tell because, you know, there's no real crowds there. But the hatred that they get online, it's awesome. And they're doing maybe the best work of their careers. We'll see what happens with Sasha Banks in this title, though, because she doesn't have the best history when it comes to defending championships, as you guys all know. Usually one and done, and then that's it. Maybe they'll give her a better reign this time. Who knows? But this is history that we're witnessing, and we got to soak it in. The two-woman power trip is on right now. Randy Orton, he's going to challenge Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. At first, I was like, I really don't want this. Just because I was like, I kind of want to see Drew McIntyre challenge new people. But Randy Orton right now, I'm not even mad at it. He deserves the WWE Championship. Will he win it? I don't know. The plan is right now for Orton to be the champion, then they're going to have a, a championship match at WrestleMania between him and Edge. I'm cool with that. I didn't think that this would be this long of a feud. Obviously, Edge's tricep injury is definitely prolonging their story. So Drew going to Randy is the smartest thing to do. The Legend Killer thing is golden, is great. He's as menacing as ever, just like he was in 2004, 2005. You know, it really got me thinking. You've been seeing these legends pop up on Raw, Ron Simmons last week and Mark Henry this week. I wonder if they're there because of Randy Orton. You know, I wonder if this is because of the Randy Orton storyline. I wonder if they're going to have anything to do with Randy Orton. Maybe they catch a punt to the head. That's just my thoughts. Maybe they're just there just to be there. But, I mean, people with that are older during coming out in the pandemic, they, they got to be there for a reason because I know if I'm older, I'm not coming out for nothing, especially all the positive tests that's been going on around the performance center. So they would have to do something to really get me out the house. Another bright light on Raw, Dominic. Dominic looked great. He looked aggressive. He looked mean. He looked pissed off. He was looking for retribution for his father. I don't know what this is going to lead to with him. Will we see Seth Rollins versus Dominic at SummerSlam? I would like to see it. I mean, yes, he is training still. The way he bumps around, he seems to have it. I'm not sure where he is like as a, can he do a whole match by himself? I don't know. The spot he had when Rey Mysterio fought Brock Lesnar at last year's Survivor Series when he had the frog splash, 619, he looked great doing all that stuff. I can tell, like, and that second-generation stuff is crazy. Like, they, it look, it, they just take to it like a fish to water, it seems like. It's like every se second-generation superstar is just good. So I think Dominic can hold his own against Seth Rollins. He has a very weird situation because he's not in the Performance Center training. He's not signed to NXT. He's not signed to WWE Developmental. He's been training at other places, and he's doing WWE work. He didn't even start in NXT. He just went straight to Raw with his dad. With his dad not being there, I don't know. I mean, if, if this is the plan for him, what a cool full circle moment this is going to be for people like my age that literally saw Dominic grow up from being 10 years old, having his custody hanging above the ring in a ladder match to having a match with Seth Rollins, which looks like we may be leading it to. Maybe it'll be a tag match between, like, well, it really depends when Alistair gets back. Maybe it'll be a tag match between Alistair Black and Dominic and Buddy and Seth. 
I think that would be like the most reasonable thing to do. That way you can kind of hide the struggles that Dominic may or may not have behind Alistair Black. He can do most of the work and Dominic can still get the shine. I look forward to the story though. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this more than I thought I would. So kudos to them. Big week on AEW, man. Big, big, big week on AEW. I'm going to get the negative out the way. It's time for Kenny Omega and Adam Faze to get rid of these damn belts. I was really hoping the Dark Order would beat them, and it just hasn't happened. I need these two to stop carrying the belts. The tension is killing me. I need them to have a blow-off match. I need Kenny to either turn heel or go back to having these six-star, seven-star matches he was having in Japan. And I need Adam Page to just go on a tear and then get another world championship opportunity. These two having these belts. These two having these belts. Especially with Tag Team Appreciation Night coming up. Hosted by FTR, by the way. They got that in their contract if you haven't saw an AEW. I guess they're a tag team since they're a part of the Elite, I guess. But I really don't consider them a true tag team. They have a great finishing move with the V-Trigger, Buckshot, Lariat combined move that they have. But other than that... I need these two to drop these belts quick, fast, and in a hurry. All right. I got the I got that out of my system. Let's talk about everything else that happened this week. So we got some surprises. If you didn't notice, let's start off with one I did not see coming at all. Arion, formerly known as Cameron from the Funkadactyls. I did not see this signing coming at all. I honestly forgot that I forgot about her. No disrespect to her. She's just been gone for a minute. She hadn't been wrestling in a while. Not that I know of. Um, I know she did a show on MTV, like a reality competition show after she got released. Because she got released from WWE. It must have been maybe about five years ago now. She got the release same time as Ryback got released. So to see her pop up, I was very confused because, one, I know AEW prides themselves on having the best wrestling. She wasn't really the best wrestler at that time in the WWE. She got a lot of flack for her in-ring skills. Charisma is off the charts, by the way. I think she may be the most charismatic woman in that division now behind Britt Baker. Definitely some energy that they did need in that division. But it was just... It's just kind of weird how it all came about. Great spot for her. Going to be tag team with Nyla Rose. That's great. Just come out with a bang and being Nyla Rose's tag team partner, the most dominant woman on that division with Vicky Guerrero by her side. Now, Ariane's with her. It's a good spot. I did not see Ariane pop up in my head. I didn't think of any sort of scenario that I would see Ariane in a ring on national TV wrestling ever again. I have to look up what she has been doing since her release from WWE, if she's been wrestling on independence or anything like that, because I I really did not see this coming. When when she first popped up, it processed in my head. I was like, oh my God, that's that's Cameron. That's the Funkadactyl. And and it was just it was whew, it was different, man. I was very shocked to see the direction that AEW was going. And with this tag team competition thing now with Women drawing colors, does this mean that Brandy and Allie aren't going to be paired up? Or are they just going to rig it where they are paired up? I'm not sure. A lot of gray area with this. But yeah, y'all get excited. Funk is on a roll again. Because Ariane is back in the wrestling ring. And we're going to see what the second run of her career is going to be like. 
I remember. I just remember this episode of Total Divas, where she was trying so hard just to get some sort of publicity, where she would fake call the paparazzi on her to snap pictures of her, what she was doing, where she was at. She hit up Ray J to hang out with him just so she could get some notoriety and get some pictures taken of her. And I was just like, bro, really? This is what it's all about to you? The fame? The glory? I just remember the episode. I just remember that about her. Hopefully this is different this time. So welcome back, Ariane, I guess. Now the big return, my boy Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, back again, looking jacked as ever. I already knew he was jacked. But he hasn't been on TV in a long time. People didn't realize how big he was. So it was a nice surprise to see everyone's like, oh, man, he looks great. He's ripped. He's huge. Yeah, no duh. No duh, he's huge. I just look forward to seeing him showcase his talents for real. I remember the first time he really got to actually wrestle is when he answered John Cena's U.S. Open Challenge. He hit a 450 and did a bunch of other crazy stuff against John Cena that really put him in a good light. And showed it like, okay, I was like, oh, dang. I'm like, this dude has some athleticism. For a big dude, that was impressive. He had some good moments in WWE. I'm actually kind of surprised they let him go. You know, when he had that whole craze behind him where he got himself over on the internet and people really wanted to see Zack Ryder win and he got the U.S. Championship, got the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. He got the World Tag Team Championships with his best friend, Kurt Hawkins, snapped Kurt Hawkins undefeated. Whoops, <laughs> that's wrong. Snap Kurt Hawkins' losing streak at WrestleMania. Just to see him in AEW now, it's going to be great. I don't know if you guys know this, but outside of Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy, the most followed superstar on social media now on that roster is Matt Cardona. And he did it all by himself. He did no help from WWE at all. Maybe a little bit, but other than that, the Z true Long Island story, all that stuff, they he got over by himself. Because he wasn't on TV and he built his falling from the ground up. So I'm very excited to see what's gonna happen with him in AEW when he has creative freedom and to be able to do what he wants to do promo-wise. This is exciting. I'm I'm so happy for him. This is a great move. If there's anyone from WWE that should be in AEW in this situation, it's him. Just by the way that he can get reactions from fans and the love he gets from people. He's a fan favorite. So this is a great pickup by AEW. Got a good match next week with Cody. Obviously, I think Cody got both of these two, Matt and Ariane, in the door. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but Cody and Damian Sandow and the Bellatons were supposed to have a match at WrestleMania 29 with... Naomi and Ariane and Brodus Clay and Matt Bloom and Tenzai got canceled because I think Undertaker and CM Punk went too long and this was the John Cena and The Rock year. So I guess they really bond over that. Cody and Zach, they've been friends for years. They go to theme parks together or something like that. So I guess that's their thing. <laughs> so I'm just happy for him. Happy for Matt. It's good to see him back in the wrestling ring again. Hopefully he can really flourish in this new opportunity that is presented to him and be into meaningful storylines. Speaking of meaningful storylines, my boy MJF finally getting the opportunity he deserves. That promo, whoo, fire. Man, that mic is still smoking from the, from the flames he lit on it. This is big, man. I think this is going to be the first. Actually, no. This is going to be the first time. A non-WWE superstar challenged for the AEW World Championship on a pay-per-view. Now, I know Brian Cage challenged at Fighter Fest, but we didn't pay for Fighter Fest. I think all that was going to be a actual pay-per-view. 
So this is going to be the first time that we see a non-ex-WWE superstar challenge for this championship. I'm very excited. He deserves this spot. As he's mentioned multiple times, he's undefeated in singles competition. He's the hottest wrestler out right now just based off his promo game. And him acknowledging everything that the WWE marks and wrestling marks maybe not like about AEW, this bunch of spots and not a lot of wrestling. Talking about the ratings. He is killing it, man. I've been seeing a lot that MJF would be great in WWE. I don't think he would. I don't know how he would do when he's handcuffed in the writing room. Unless they give him creative freedom, he'll be great in WWE. But if he doesn't and it's the same thing where his promos are written out, I don't think he'll have that same magic like he does in AEW. So I'm happy for MJF to get this opportunity against John Moxley. This is huge for him. I kind of hope he wins because I say it all the time, man. We got to start building stars in this company. Stars that weren't in WWE before. This match with John Moxley is going to be very important for the development of this company and this brand to see if they can really make people. And this is going to be a big test for him. So I'm excited to see what happens. And finally for NXT, we are going to see the debut of Rich Holland. And I hope they keep continuing to do this, bring over some NXT UK people. You know, Rhea Ripley came over there. A lot of talent over there. Walter, of course. Eichner and Bartell, even though they were technically NXT first, and they went over to NXT UK. But just a lot of talent. I look forward to seeing Holland and seeing what he can do. Maybe he'll win the match. We're seeing a lot of people that don't get opportunities get opportunities. Dexter Loomis won this week. Bronson Reed won the last week. You can both call those upsets, I guess. Maybe it is Holland's time. And I don't know if you guys know. I don't know if NXT is trying to be edgier or keep up with AEW when it comes to edginess. Keith Lee dropping the S-bombs did not do a single thing for me. I'm sorry. I love Keith. I love what he does. But, bro, the BS bombs, bro, if you're going to do it, at least unbleep them. You were able to say the S-word. Months ago, because Kevin Owens has said it, Corey Graves has said it on commentary. Now, y'all are bleeping it. Same network that's on USA. That don't make no sense to me. That should just kept it. If they would have not bleeped it, I would have been like, oh, oh, okay. But nah. So I don't know if they're just trying to keep up with AEW or not, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to this cross Keith Lee feud, though. Seems like it's going to be really good. Kyle O'Reilly. Back in the fold. That haircut has got to go. I'm sorry, Kyle. It's got to go. It's terrible. But I was not sure what was going to happen with all four of them. This may be gearing up for them to make that move to the main roster just to get O'Reilly back in there. I was just kind of shocked to see him because I know, I guess he's been away because he does have underlying health conditions. If you don't know, he does have diabetes. I am kind of shocked to see him back in getting physical again. They got a tag team championship match next week against Imperium. But him acknowledging that they've been struggling a little bit. You know, Adam Cole lost his championship. Roderick Strong lost to Gargano. Kyle O'Reilly had to shake them up a little bit, remind them who they are. If Fish and O'Reilly do win this match and are, again, tag team championships, I, I just don't know what creative wants to do with those guys. They've beaten everybody in that company I don't think there's anything left for them to do. It's time for them to go. But they want to keep them down there because that's a lot of talent to pull out at a time. And I was just thinking about this. That tag division in NXT is not good. I've seen Everize too many times. The thing with, with Everize, they're not even building them. They're, they're getting squashed. So I've seen them too many times. There's Imperium, Breezango. But after that, 
in NXT, I know there's some talent in NXT UK with Mustache Mountain and the Grizzly Young Veterans and some other teams and um, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. But in NXT, Imperium, Breezango, you got Orny Lorcan and Danny Birch. And that's it. That's all. That's all. That's all I can think about at the top of my head. Honestly, that that is it. That's their next project, man. They gotta get that tag team division up and running because they are losing very noticeably to AEW and tag team wrestling. Do they gotta do something? Whether it's some bring some teams down to NXT, whether it's you know bring down the Lucha House Party or bring down some other teams that are kind of underused right now, they just gotta figure it out. I'm happy the UE's back though. I can't imagine having Takeover 30 without the Undisputed Era and everything that they accomplished in NXT. I don't know where they're going to fit in the takeover though. I don't know where Finn Balor goes. Maybe he goes into a match with Thatcher. I think that would be a good spot for both of those guys. I mean, Finn Balor has the most takeover matches of all time. Takeover wins of all time too. So I don't see them leaving him off of that card. Now, before I close this episode of one man faction, I do want to do something pretty fun. The NBA is coming back and I just thought about it. Who is my starting five in the WWE. I'm going to break it down by position. Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. So for point guard, I got AJ Styles. I just think the guy, probably the best wrestler in the company right now. Point guard is usually the floor general. He's the extension of the coach. I think AJ Styles can beat that for somebody in a match. So AJ Styles is my point guard. Shooting guard, I got Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is like a shooting guard instant offense. You need him to shoot, he got you. Seth Rollins, if you need Seth Rollins to give you a fire match, he got you. Instant offense, Seth Rollins is going to be my shooting guard. At small forward, I was a little conflicted, but I had to settle for Aleister Black, just an up-and-coming guy, and I think that he would be a great fit at the small forward position, a guy that could strike, high fly, anything like that. At the power forward position, I got our WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. I think that he is the perfect power forward, a guy that can get in there and do the dirty work, doesn't mind getting his hands dirty a little bit, wants to do everything to help the product win, help the team win. That is going to be my power forward. And my center, this was a tough one. I almost won Braun Strowman, but just the way I'm looking at the NBA right now and the way the center position is evolving, just like the big man is evolving in wrestling, I'm going with Keith Lee. He's going to be my starting center. You look at the NBA. You got centers that are seven foot pulling up from 30 feet, taking the ball up court like they a point guard. The big man position now. You got big men that are doing corkscrew planches and moonsaults like Keith Lee now. So I think the evolution of the big man in the center position can come together. That's going to be the center position for my starting five in the WWE. AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Alistair Black, Drew McIntyre, and Keith Lee. Six man, I'm gonna go with Cesaro. I think that's a guy you can just you if you need an audible, you need someone you need someone to come in and spark some electricity. You put Cesaro in a match, he's gonna give it to you. So that's my starting five. Six man is Cesaro. Thank you guys so much for joining me on One Man Faction this week. Appreciate it. Remember to follow on all social media at OMFPod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Please rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend and tell a friend. I'll see you OMFers next week. I appreciate it again. Once again, my name is Connor. Y'all have a good rest of the week.